top shelf fantasy. That was a good crack. Great crack. Great attempt crack. two. Attempt two. Attempt two. Well, that's. It's been a little while. It's been a little while. Yeah, I haven't heard the intro. I mean, we're always, you know, doing it at home, so I can't hear it. Oh, true, 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 true. Yeah, this is our first oh, in, yeah, in person that. in probably a month, I would say. Maybe, maybe even longer. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's bad. It's bad to be back in action. Yeah. In, squished up against the couch. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> Craig's like halfway out the Actually, you got a ton of room over there. I'll tell you what, the night, the uh, the breeze usually when it comes in every now and again, it's nice and cooling. That's <laughs> nice on the on the old. Back I'm not there. a small person, so yeah, I know, I know. He's just ripping ass the entire time. <laughs> I can That's if I, I want to. Yeah, yep, <laughs> go right ahead. Put a fan on Craig. <laughs> Get that shit circulating. Uh, podcast one thirty four, top shelf fantasy here. Uh, let's see, what do we got? What's today's date? It's April eighth. Today's the eighth. Big mm-hmm. day. Um, right. It's a big, did times. something big happen today? Or Sox just, got a win. Just, uh, I think. Well, Sox. That's amazing. Is that three straight? That is three straight. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Three and three. Season's still young, but it's it's too young. Well, they got upset. They suck. <laughs> yeah. They don't look good. I mean, hopefully they figure it out. The pitching's just going to be a problem all year, so we get to score like ten runs a game. But you know, we'll get there. Probably uh, not. Luckily, we uh, we like to primarily talk football. Yes. So, uh, thank God. Free agency pretty much wrapped up. Uh, so we're going to do some big, uh, winners and losers on that. Uh, and also very early uh, kind of rookie ranks, positional ranks, kind of where we're feeling on some of those guys. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TopShelfFNTSY. Keep your eyes open. In a month, we got new merch, new logo. Shout out to Ryan Ordway. I know. Honestly, Ordway, shout out to you, brother. It looks great. So we'll have that stuff coming up. New website, new merch. New season, new TSF, new life without COVID. Hopefully, maybe. I, I I just got my first shot. Oh, did you two days ago? Okay. How, uh, how do you feel? Your arm's still. Attached. Arm's still sore, but I mean, it's it's like any other shot. Are you growing yeah. any horns? Uh, no, that comes with the second shot. Okay, okay, all right, good, good, good. good. Liz just got her second shot, so and no horns. Horns? Uh, no, no horn, not yet. She tail, got them tail. today. Uh, <laughs> just, just, the just the tail. Just the tail came. <laughs> Um, okay, some guys, uh, some news uh, regarding the draft. 49ers moved up to pick three, uh, and Dolphins moved three to up, 12 up, to yeah, six. Yeah, three to 12 to six, and <laughs> yeah. they moved back and then up again. In literally so. two seconds of each other. Yeah, it was not. It was it was very fast. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Dolphins got pick six. Eagles moved back to pick 12. Um, and Sam Bradford was traded to the to the Panthers. If you check and our, if you check the top shelf Twitter briefly, he was Sam Bradford. Yeah, it was small error. A, Immediately, yeah, a, a quick people, delete. But a few people are like, what, what, what are you talking about? We Sam lost Bradford? like five followers. I'm like, come on, guys, it's, it's funny. So I'm thinking that Sam Darnold's name Bradford, and I, I I don't know why because I've been talking about Sam Darnold for three years, and I've never called him Sam Bradford. I'm just. <laughs> It I'm sorry. Just, it must have been like Sam Darnold's mom like must have followed us and thought we were doing like a horrible joke, like calling him Sam Bradford. <laughs> you know, his career is off to very similar start. Adam Gase used to probably a lot, lot of hype. Yes. <laughs> a lot of injured seasons slash missing because of mono. And yep. then I mean, getting traded to another team. Hindered by a poor coach, Adam Gase, who and uh, Bradford had Fisher for a year, didn't Fisher, he? Yeah. <laughs> and they had the same first name. Damn, I mean, the parallels <laughs> Mind are blown. Uncanny. History repeats itself. Uh, so 49ers, they're taking QB. Yep. 
I would say almost guaranteed, except for everybody in the Niners organization denies it. I, but well, everybody outside the organization seems to know it's a quarterback. Yeah. You can't right. you can't sit there right now, I think, and say where you have Jimmy G. Oh, we're going to take a quarterback because then that devalues Jimmy G. Yeah, but the, and they were sh- reportedly trying to get a first for Jimmy G. Yeah, the, if somebody gives them a first, their asking price is so high right now. That's why that that's why that they're saying they may not be drafting a quarterback is to continue to hold that value. Like, yeah. oh no, we don't want to give oh, up Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, we're guys, not giving him away. Guys, you haven't even seen him in OTAs. He's lighting the world on fire. That's what they did with Sam Darnold <laughs> with the Jets. The season ticket homepage with Sam Darnold. I'm like, what are they doing? You know, you know three, they... three days later, he's, he's gone out of there. This happened to another organization that I think it was from baseball, but they have it like printed two years in advance, so they can't even go back and change that. Like Sam Darnold <laughs> will be on those tickets. It's like Aaron Hernandez. Like, ooh. Oh, ouch, whoops. <laughs> somebody, somebody screwed up. Uh, I Do we, real quick, I mean, I know we're going to get into it. I know we're going to do like an NFL mock, but Fields to San Francisco. I so mean, that's the just just real question. quick. I don't know what the rumors are. Well, so the the they were at the Mac Jones Pro Day over James, uh, Justin Fields Pro Day. They have requested a, uh, a Pro Day or or, an in, or some sort of gathering on April fourteenth for them to go check out uh, Fields. So they say uh, Shanahan likes uh, Mac Jones, and then. Um, Lynch likes Justin Fields. Oh, perfect. So the the GM and the owner are not on the same page. That well, the, the, yeah, the coach winning. and the GM are not on the same page. That's why it's and that's why the Falcons card. are horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. I was just saying, yeah, see the Jets. It's going to be a wild card out of left field. Like I, I don't even know. Trey Lance. Just watch him get picked. I, I, I wouldn't even be surprised. They draft Johnny Menzel out of the XFL. <laughs> you know what? We're going to give this kid another shot. <laughs> We're going to get this guy Felipe Franks. Six foot seven. <laughs> Um, I think that's the only notable, like, okay, this trade happened. This is what they're doing. Like, I think everybody around the football community knows 49ers are going to go quarterback. Dolphins, I think, are still linked to Jamar Chase. Eagles, I don't I don't know why the Eagles moved back. To be honest, I they mean, got they're, they're better. Picks. They were better. Yeah, but, like, you could I did have hear a future quarterback. They did try to trade up, but what they were – Get an offer wasn't enough for it what was, the Niners gave. I think it was with the Dolphins that he was. They were trying to trade up with, and then when they found out that the Dolphins were taking the Niners' offer, that's when they reworked the deal to move back and did, out of it. Did the Dolphins fleece the Eagles, and they're like, "Oh shit, let's move back"? <laughs> and then I mean, you never know. Like, oh, well, no, you closed accepted. Doors. You accepted it. Yeah, our pick just happens to be picked. Well, yeah, because they're they're, they're they're run by the they're the run Eagles by uh, Zach Carviello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like they're net his contract. Their net <laughs> spot backs is like three spots back, but they gained. A, I mean, whoever's running the Dolphin show, I don't know if it's Flores or the, just the GM or if they're in, in in cahoots with each other. They're on the same page and they're killing it. The Dolphins, fantastic, are job. so poised like to have a fantastic future. I'm I'm very impressed. It's a complete 180 from whatever the the team was doing before with. Gase being an idiot. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, common they, denominator. Who since, sucks in the AFC? Since, oh, it's the Jets. Where's Adam Gase been? Dude, it's been since still, still on the Jets. What, what's his, the not Jay Gailey, but whatever the, the big ever, coach there is, Don Shula. 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 Yeah. yeah, Don Shula. Yeah, since Shula, they haven't done anything. They stank. <laughs> um. All right, let's let's get into same faces, new places, which is it, it, it. This is basically our winners and losers. Uh, segment. Oh, these are links to the website. Wow, I read the docket wrong. Yeah, so if you uh, want to see the links, they're yeah. on the site. Same faces, new places, and team grades by Corey Dows. Right. Great job. 
Thank you. So Scotty and Corey have been doing same faces, new places, um, team grades. Corey's been going through and doing all of that. So we're going to do a quick like winner or loser segment. We're each going to pick a winner and a loser uh, of free agency or really just the offseason uh, in general. But go, make sure you go to the website, topshelffantasy.com. Check out those articles because we still have like a handful of free agents that could be changing teams, i.e. James Conner, Todd Gurley, Lev Bell, Antonio Brown, Golden Tate, Frank, Frank Gore, Frank Gore. And, and Gio. Got to put them in there. <laughs> you got to put them in there because you know like hey, he's going to play most, somewhere. Most fantasy points of the century for running back. Which is just a wild That's crazy. Stat. It's yeah. the truth. Yeah. Look it up. Frank Gore has the I, I, most I, I fantasy believe points. You. He's been playing for telling the people. Years. And he's never once been on the Madden cover. Like, come on, it's disrespectful. Ode, ode to Frank Gore on the the next uh, se- with the century mark. For it's, it's him, Larry Fitz, and Ryan Fitzpatrick all together. I will buy whatever <laughs> it will be, console it is. You just know what it'll for that be? Game. It'll be Frank Gore when his son gets in the NFL, which is a couple years away. It'll be Frank Gore and his son on the cover. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, all right, I'm gonna kick this winners and losers thing off. And I'm going to go to like one of the first offseason moves that happened, and that was Jared Goff leaving uh, uh, Los Angeles. Not St. Louis. Louis. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles. Um, Jared Goff leaving uh, Los Angeles and Matt Stafford coming in. Rams gave up a boatload to get Matt Stafford in there, but luckily we really don't you know, give a shit about the teams in general. We just care about their fantasy pieces. This is a major upgrade for Robert Woods in Cooper Cup. I mean, Cooper Cup in 2018 finishes wide receiver three or four. Last year, he finished his wide receiver like 26 or 33 or something. It was very low. Yeah, it was bad. very poor. You only scored three TDs. Yep. So, and Robert Woods had a decent season, but you know the upsides there. Um, also, additionally, um, Blanking on his name, Josh Reynolds is not in town anymore. So there's one less target. So you have a competent quarterback who can sling the ball. Uh, I just I I feel much better about the Rams in 2021 than I did ever with Jared Goff. Goff. And, and with those two moves, you have Van Jefferson who now slots in as the, the third Josh Reynolds role, which is still a smaller role, but good for him too. Another Rams wide receiver that's getting a bump. Mm-hmm. And no Gerald Everett there, so that's even a few more targets there. Yep, for sure. Um, my winner for free agency was the Ravens running backs. Pretty simple. We've been talking about it for, I don't know, seems like years now. One leaves town. This one happened to be Mark Ingram. Now you have Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins probably does the majority of the work. Gus Edwards is the 1A, 1B. Beautiful. Justice Hill is not going to factor in. You'll get some fullback runs by Patty Ricard. But Lamar Jackson's going to oh. run the ball a ton too, obviously. But the big boost is just having two running backs in this system, which is a run-first system. As of right now, they're a huge winner for me. Yeah, I, I honestly, when we were like doing this, I didn't even think about the Ravens until like you just brought it up, and I was like, I mean, it, it we we said it all last year. Well, it's it's, it's just like, two, picture, just two just, guys. Just it, two, it's please. like you said for um, Jared Goff is such an early one. Mark Ingram being let go was such an early move in free agency, but it was huge, and then they were able to resign Gus Edwards right away, and beautiful. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, J.K. Dobbins led in the NFL last year in yards per carry. And that was at limited snaps. I believe it was like six plus. And everyone kind of knew, you know, if Mark Ingram leaves or, you know, Mark Ingram stopped playing, that's when J.K. Dobbins really kind of hit the scene. And he was almost of a league winner for some people. And you talk about a whole season of that in Dynasty. Like, you're you're moving J.K. Dobbins from that RB2 category to RB1 immediately, probably a first-round pick next year. 
Bold. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, there's not. There's not. He's in the conversation. You talk about it, the yeah. number two rushing offense. Yep. Or, or technically number one, but I believe it's number two. In oh, are you are you building on the bold prediction you made earlier, where J.K. Dobbins was like a top ten running back or something like that? Uh, I, that was when we talked about that at the end of the season. Who could be your surprise first round top ten running back? That was mine. Yes. Oh, okay. And All so right. things are trending in my favor. Okay. Yes. No, but, but, uh, but no, I I agree. Like that that is probably where we're headed with J.K. Yeah, Dobbins. A, I just I was it, like, oh, this this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, and my winner is Chase Edmonds, mainly because Kenyon Drake's gone. I was kind of shocked they didn't re-sign him. With him gone, I thought they would bring in someone else, like even a James Conner or Chris Carson. They, they did not. Now, sure, they probably will draft a running back in the draft, but as of today, Chase Edmonds is now gone from a, I don't know, low RB3 to probably a high RB2 just based off the opportunity there. Um I mean, it's going to change, but as of right now, if you have Chase and Dynasty, great for you. There's a very real world where Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin are the only two running backs there, and that's what they roll with. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. I think that they draft one or or, or even add a veteran late, but they could do that. Yeah. I mean, they they really did seem to like him a lot, Uh, even with Kenyon Drake there. They they like to use him. Before they got Kenyon Drake there, Chase Edmonds was doing really well in, I believe it was 2019. So. There's definite proof that the organization would go to him without a problem. He's athletic enough, fits the scheme. You know, they may bring in a pounding running back, but I don't think anything's going to take away from the fact that it's going to hit the field as the 1A. And he played a full 16 last year. I believe he did, yes. All right, so my free agent winner is Dan Snyder, and I'll tell you why. For those people who don't keep too much track on who these people are, who is that? Well, I was going to get into that. I mean, I'm not. Gonna, I'm going to explain. Craig's, Craig's got his monologue coming. <laughs> Washington, Washington football team, and I'll tell you what, they just got very exciting. Bringing in uh, Ryan Fitzmagic, of course, that you know brings all the ladies in anyway. I mean, you know, we we don't have <laughs> to. Absolutely, uh, Mrs. Studio Girl. We can leave it there, but then they go in and bring in one of the more athletic free agent wide receivers, one that has also worked with Ron Rivera. Uh, Curtis Samuel. So they, they've got this high-profiled offense. Dan Snyder's Washington football team is going to get a lot of attention, a lot of um, you know, you know, hype around the team. And that the whole thing is going to be focused on. I know Corey and I have hit on it already. They're going to be fun to watch. I mean, we all fits magic lovers. We know this, but realistically. This whole team wins. You got Antonio Gibson's going to get opened up. Terry McLaurin's still going to do Terry McLaurin things. It's not like he's just going to go away because Curtis Samuel gets there. But now you have a guy like Fitzmagic to bomb it down deep to Samuel, and it opens up the field for just about everything. I think the team and the offense is going to be really fun to watch this year. Uh, I Probably one of my most exciting teams to watch in 2021. Ditto. The football team. It sucks that the name sucks, but I also think that that's going to get changed. Yeah, for the love of God, pick a mascot. I don't care what it is. (laughs) They had a ton of good good options last year too. They had the the Red Barons and the the Washington Top Shelves. Top Shelves. Look at that. We'll send you the bobblehead logo. Yeah, we got the logo right here. Perfect. That'll fit right on it. They're actually trending to be the Dan Snyder's because they he just bought back all the other owners (laughs) off. Did he really? He owns a hundred percent of the team now. He bought forty percent. Good for him. And then he brought in Fitzmagic, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Love it. <laughs> he might honestly, knowing Dan Snyder, go back to the Redskins like out of spite. I mean, there's a chance that the reason it was switched was because of the other owners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't care about pressure from the league. He never has. He's just absolutely unhinged. And you got to, I mean, you don't have to like it, but you got to respect it. 
You don't have to respect it either. <laughs> no, you don't. No, Dan Snyder's a douchebag. Yeah, but. he kind of sucks. <laughs> I was just trying to give him some redeeming quality. but Well, he won. Uh, now the losers. Losers. The losers. Uh, Lose, we we touched on this the second. So my loser is the Steelers wide receivers. I just picked a wide receiver group on the team. Um, but we we literally called Juju Smith-Schuster a loser on the podcast because he stayed with, with Pittsburgh for a one-year deal at what was it eight and a half million or something like that like yeah, less money and he turned down like a two or three year deal for like 13 and a half with the with the super bowl with the uh nfl runner-up kansas city chiefs yeah that's loser ish and not only that does he make that decision to stay in pittsburgh then he drags down deontay johnson he drags down mike uh chase claypool all three steelers wide receivers are going to be shit show again in 2021 I don't know how I'm going to stat these guys out. I mean, Juju finishes wide receiver 17. I think uh, Claypool was in the 20s, and I think uh, Deontay Johnson might have been right behind Juju at 18 or 19. They were all within, like, five to eight spots of each other that it's it's just week in and week out, they're not going to be reliable. Their numbers at the end of the season might be great, but... They were similar to the Panthers receivers. You know, all three finished around the same area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's another winner, by the way. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore getting Curtis Samuel out. Yeah, oh, that's true. So I have the I have the exact inverse point, but you're absolutely right. I have the Panthers as a loser, but the I Panthers didn't see that as a, <laughs> the, the Panthers as a team. Robbie Anderson and uh, DJ Moore, hundred percent individual winners. I would I would agree with you, but the Panthers lost Curtis Samuel. They lose Mike Davis. Mike Davis gets replaced by CMC coming back, obviously. But losing those two guys and not replacing them with anybody is a big hit. And then you have. Um, Teddy Bridgewater as another loser as he loses his job to Sam Darnold as he comes in. And Sam Darnold, I think he's a fine quarterback, don't get me wrong, but he's not proven himself as an NFL starter. And now Teddy Bridgewater, who seemed to be the quarterback heading in the right direction, the quarterback of the future, who signed to a multi-year deal by the Panthers just last year, is now on the way out. Now you have instability in your team, your offense. You're bringing Robbie Anderson back to Sam Darnold, or Sam Darnold back to Robbie Anderson. He's going to be like, I fucking don't like this guy, dude. I just think I got rid of him. I just left him. <laughs> Unless he's sitting there going like, okay, now we don't have Gase. Let's go do Let's go do something. But, I mean, it's an interesting situation over there. Um, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I love everything happening. I think Rule's a good coach. I think he'll figure it out. But just based on what happened in free agency, I had to call him losers. But not as harshly as the Steelers wide receivers. <laughs> I fucking losers. You, you loser. loser. You bum. <laughs> I'd like to piggyback that, even though I said that the two wide receivers did get some sort of an upgrade because Samuel left. I agree. If there's a switch between Teddy Bridgewater and Sam Bradford, uh, that there <laughs> there could be tragic disaster throughout the season. And yeah. the wide receiver's value can go up and down through the year, and the quarterback value can go up and down. And CMC, you never like if there's all that headache going on through the year, that fantasy value is going to be pretty hard to ride on and through you, next year. You could be staring down the barrel of a Philadelphia Eagles Wentz hurt situation and you're like, "Oh my god, who's the quarterback each week? Who's crying to daddy and in they each been week?" They not even know. Yeah, right. <laughs> or even the Bears with uh uh Trubisky and uh Nick Foles. Nick so, Foles, thank you. Yeah. So I think you've swayed me. I think it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. All right, my loser is well, two guys. It's the Patriots tight ends. They got the two biggest tight ends in the market and sign both of them for massive deals. When they first signed John New, I'm like, wow, this is a huge win for John New. Wherever Hunter Henry went, I think would have been a win for him regardless of where he went. Nope, they go on the same team. It's hard to rank these guys as, as tight end ones. I don't know if I can. 
will they finish as tight end ones? Maybe, but that doesn't say shit if they're tight end nine and ten. Like, right. there's going to be weeks that Henry's going to do great, and then weeks he's going to do nothing. And keep in mind, they aren't Hernandez or Gronk, as much as people compare them. Stop. They're not even close. <laughs> not only that. Well, as far as I know, John hasn't killed anybody. So. Yes. Well, that that's where we don't get that. We don't talk about yeah, that. Don't talk about this <laughs> and then they don't have Tom Brady. Right. I mean, Tom Brady makes <laughs> Cam Newton is Tom Brady. <laughs> not yet. No. I mean, it, it it it's a win for Cam Newton. Everything that the Patriots did is a massive win for Cam. But it's a loss for the tight ends. It's probably a loss for the receivers, too. Jacoby, Bourne, Aguilar. Who knows? Like, if you were to pick the leading receiver fantasy points in the Patriots right now, who would it be? Including tight ends? Just receivers. No, no, sure. Yeah, sure. Tight ends. Uh, tight ends going to be John like, Smith with tight ends and receivers. For all of them? Yeah. Okay. It, well, I would. I want to see Julian Edelman, but I just heard the report today that Julian Edelman not isn't going to play he's, the whole season. It honestly sounds like his demise is coming the same way Dustin Pedroia's was. Yeah, yeah. it's like, identical. It's just year after year. I don't know if he's going to be yeah, able to exactly. stand up. So I'm kind of like, eh, I'm going to go John, who's my top guy. I actually kind of want to agree with that. Um, so I'm going with. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm thinking Kendrick Bourne like, might be there, but because it's just an odd kind of guy that I think that they can use in multiple spots. Found out Demir Bird is not on the team anymore. So that, uh, you know, he's such a big <laughs> loss, but but that was a, a, another wide receiver. So, well, yeah, if, if yeah, the offense Smith. looks anything like it did last year, I mean, the leading receiver on the team could have 13 catches for 112 yards. Yeah, I mean, we, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so that's like they all could finish around like the 40 to 45 for 400 yards and two touchdowns each. Like, like yeah. that sucks. That's, <laughs> that's very, horrible because yeah, Cam's not throwing for 300 yards a game. But right, right. all right. Um, well, Tom didn't get to pick. Yeah, if you had to pick a one pass catcher on the Patriots to lead in fantasy points. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was trying to avoid this. Just guess. It doesn't matter. Uh, We're all going to be right or wrong. I mean, that's I, science. I, it's it's going to be uh, Jacoby Myers. Oh, I hope you're right. I like that. I mean, he's a good player. Sure, it's not James White. They passed to him so much <laughs> right. last year. It, it, you know what? It really, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to move on from backs. the Patriots. That's what I'm ready for. <laughs> All right, move on to the Patriots too. I mean, we're in the loser section. I right mean, they're, it's yeah, and yeah. Anyway, win for the team, fantasy wise. Right, loser. that's yeah. a huge important distinction too. We always talk about NFL versus di- or versus fantasy, and like the Patriots were signing both. It's a huge win for the team. Terrible, terrible thing for fantasy. Yeah, completely agree. Also, terrible things for fantasy for the entire team, every position, top to bottom, is the Philadelphia Eagles. I think it was a massive mistake on their part to do what they did at the end of the season, flip around with that Wentz Hurts thing. You know, Doug Peterson obviously lost his job specifically because he went into the office at the end of the season asking for his job, saying, I don't know what to do. So they, I don't know. So I mean, the, the owner goes, "Hey, give me a plan." I don't, I don't know. He literally went in with no plan. Oh, I thought he said, the, "What do you want to do?" I thought this was more of like a general meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "This doesn't have a plan for me." He's like, "I didn't get that homework assignment. My email is broken." Uh, so uh, Jalen Rieger is now the top wide receiver. <gasps> Zach Ertz is a guy that he's been he's been trying to leave the team for over a year, and they can't find a way to do that. And they got rid of Carson Wentz. Yes, that helps their organization money-wise, whatever. They want to go in the Hurts direction. I'll let them decide and fate decide what is actually the you know right move. I don't think, my opinion, that was. But now, you know, Alshon Jeffrey's gone. Zach Ertz, they can't move. Jalen Rigor is their top wide receiver. I just don't see all the pieces adding up to something good. I smell 
a team that, you know, again, offensive line problems, a huge disaster, could have used that sixth pick that they had. And I don't know why they wanted to jump up to three. If that was the rumor, I'm not really sure. Maybe it was for the tackle, Penai Suel. I don't, I don't know. But realistically, they're addressing no needs. They're right. addressing nothing. Right. The way things are shaking out, Suel could be the guy that goes at six. Like right, they could have stayed. They could have stayed there six. and had it and had a and they should have stayed at six. And, and a maybe maybe they're tackle. like, oh well, I'm going to go after Jamar Chase. Well, why the hell are you moving back then? Right. So yeah, all of these things, it just nothing adds up. All these fantasy players uh, seem to have, you know, Hurts, while maybe good, it just, it's just there's been good offenses that have still been bottom of the barrel, not producing fantasy players. They made a big signing this week, though. Jordan Howard. John Howard. <laughs> Jordan Howard. That's another thing to tell you things are going in the wrong yeah, direction. Like the re-signing the guy bring, that they were pushing out the door three years ago. You bring I love how, the how the, he got cut from Miami and then they're like, yeah, we'll sign him. And now they, they re-sign him. Like, their, their only move is like, all right, I've got to re-sign Jordan Howard. He Let's take to away all like, the touchdowns from Miles Sanders in the red zone. He has to be the only guy in NFL history with negative yardage and, like, multiple touchdowns on the season. <laughs> the first four weeks of the funniest thing was, like, negative .2 with, like, four touchdowns. I'm like, he's getting me six points a week. Like, like it's not that bad. <laughs> I'm not sure how this is happening. I don't know how a guy like that has a job and James Conner still doesn't. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know why, because I'm cursed. James Gunner and Todd Gurley are not getting signed anywhere. Trade them to me cheap, and then they'll have a job. You'll feel better about yourself. Yeah. Then I'll I'll trade them back to you I'll text James Gunner back, you owe me. The famous wording. (laughs) Are we close? No, let's get away from me. (laughs) Um, All right. We want to move on to the rookie stuff, and I don't really know the best way to address this. We're already at about 25 minutes. So do we wanna we wanna jump into the positional ranks for rookies? Yeah, we'll cruise it. Okay. Yeah, I mean we can kind of go over that one guy and I'll talk about it the way like we've been doing. Yeah. You wanna pick one guy from each of these buckets? No, I'm just saying quarter. like we all have the same five players. We did a top five of each, you know, position. We pretty much all have the same guy. Yeah, and if somebody sticks out you want to talk about, we'll, we'll give you yeah. a heads up. All right, shoot sure. the hip. So on who each of the models is feeling. So, uh, do we want to start at quarterbacks? Quarterback. All right, we'll skip me because I, I literally. So, when it comes to rookie uh, dynasty stuff, I really only ever focus on running backs. I give no shits about anything else. <laughs> so, I'll tell you, T. Law is my number one, uh, and then I'll let you guys hash out two to five. Well, we'll talk about the fact <laughs> everybody's that... just deferring to each other in the room right now <laughs> there's no, no, not no, you do it this you is do it this is obviously before the draft we all know that trevor lawrence is not much to talk about everyone knows he's the best he's gonna go to jacksonville blah 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 yeah, we unanimously have him unanimously well. yeah, exactly nobody cares about talking about trevor lawrence anymore it's a broken record zach wilson is the is the number two on on my board i know that there's there might be some difference on that but zach wilson is more than likely going to go to the jets uh, at pick two. Um, he's also, he's a great, uh, pro style quarterback. Um, I think that he's going to be just as special. Um, if you know, he's able to get the right coaching, which I think the the jets have this year, uh, say he doesn't go to the jets. We'll see where he lands. If it's San Francisco, that's great for them. It's great for him. I think that either way, Zach Wilson's another quarterback this year that will produce fantasy points. at at least some point down the line in dynasty. Yeah, I feel like the one and two are, are kind of set in stone, like you said. And then I think from like three to five is really in the air. You know, you get Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Fields. 
I do have Fields going at two because I just think I think he's such a Jets pick. It's okay. not a talent thing. I think I agree with you. Zach Wilson's the better quarterback. I think the Jets pick Justin Fields. I think he's more marketable. I think he's a better fit for New York. And I just he just feels like a Jets pick. So, I don't know why. So that turns into one quarterback and then four not not wild cards, but you know four yeah. guys that might go in the top ten. I would think. Yeah, I mean, realistically, you could have a draft where your first four picks are quarterbacks. Because yes. Jags, Jets, Niners, and I have the Niners taking Lance, but that could easily be Wilson, Lance, or Mac Jones. I wouldn't be surprised. And the Falcons could take a quarterback, too, because they've been open about saying they want somebody to sit behind Matt so Ryan. I completely agree that f- the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. I-, I think it's almost set in stone. And if the Atlanta Falcons are not picking, it's going to be another team that trades up 4-1. Yep. Um, let's just, I just want to kind of quickly go. Justin Fields is fast has you know great rpo he played in ohio state you know he has uh you know a lot of toughness actually has a really strong arm some people say that he's one of the more accurate quarterbacks uh of these four i disagree with that but then you get into trey lance project player he's you know he's got a cannon he's also really fast a lot of people comped him to josh allen and then mac jones uh, who I think is the consensus five between us and then most people. Some people starting to think that he's going up just because the 49ers like him, but he's that uh, he's that fat guy. Yeah. He's uh, he he's he's real accurate. He's got a decent arm. He had a terrible pro day though. His pro day, he did not look good in in his first and pro then, day. And then Trey Lance went the direct opposite direction. He looked fantastic, but Trey Lance is like a sneaky one to me. I do have him going higher than you guys. I think I have him at three going to the Niners, but. I think he's more prone for a letdown. I know people call him to Josh Allen, like you said, but you see these every time. Big, strong-arm quarterback that's pretty mobile, moves around. They get drafted way higher, and they never pan out. I call it the Brock Osweiler effect. You see this big, strong rocket ship. And he, I'll give you another one, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, no, perfect. It's a mess. Yeah, it's great. And it's just, I don't know. They, they have a, a high fail rate on these kind of guys, but Lance seems like he's special. If he is another Josh Allen, a team could get a steal on him. I was just throw this out there. The guy threw one interception in his collegiate career. Yeah, and he had over a thousand rushing yards. Yeah, in 2019. So I mean, he's he is he is pretty good. But I think that wraps up quarterbacks. Let's let's get into something Tom was talking about. (laughs) Kyle Trask. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we're done with quarterbacks. (laughs) TD Jones. Just bled somebody's ears. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Rob Stone. Yeah, we can we can move to the running backs. and actually, I was expecting to be the lone wolf here with Travis Etienne as the number as my personal number one. But Dallas has him as number one as well. And then Craig and Scotty have Najee Harris as their number one, and Travis Etienne as two. Um, so Dallas, are- Dallas and I have Etienne one, Harris two. Craig and, and Scotty have Harris one, Etienne two. Um, Real quick on my Etienne thing, and I'm I'm still very much struggling between the two of these. Speed kills in the NFL. Travis Etienne's acceleration is like parallel to no one. Like I literally have not seen somebody's breakaway speed and agility as fast as Travis Etienne, like ever. Um, it's fantastic. And on top of that, he put on 15 pounds going into his pro day. Still ran a 4-4. He was pissed about it. There's a lot of good things about Najee Harris, and this isn't like a knock on Harris. This is... I have been saying that Travis Etienne is one of the best running backs in college football for the last two or three years. I'm sticking to that as of now. And that's exactly where I came from with my pick. Etienne's been the guy for three years. Don't let the hot new guy on the scene, Najee Harris, take over. Don't let him steal your thunder. Etienne's the guy. He's going first. I really think Zona's going to take Etienne. 
and I wouldn't even be surprised if they took him in the first round. If he goes to Zona, I, I think this is – I think I could clearly put him as number one. But – so I, I don't know. Maybe counter-argument from the two of you on Harris over ETN, I guess. Yeah, so there was actually a step back. Uh, for ETN this year. Um, now, I know, again, we've talked about Clemson took a whole step back as a whole, uh, but we you know, saw another running back that has done something similar. It's Chuba Hubbard. He took a huge step back. I think there's a, there's a, there's something out there that a lot of you know, reps for running backs can hinder you know, your longevity. And I think with the build of, of, of Najee Harris at 6'1", 232, is going to... You know, be able to outstand a little bit longer, I think, than ETN can. Again, you know, he did come in at 215 in his in his pro day, and I'm not going to take away the fact that ETN is like not even arguably one of the best running backs we've seen in college football in the last 10 years. Like that's it's obvious, and he's going to translate to the NFL. Fantastic. I I, I don't want to take away from him, but I love the style of running back that Harris is. He has, you know. If you even listen to some of his interviews, he has a you know quote answer for everything, meaning like he doesn't just know what he's gonna do pre-play. He he gets that you know motor going and pushes someone over or takes that cut, whatever it has to be. He's he's got that ability to run through linebackers more, I think, than ETN does. So what is uh what's his measurables again? Six one two thirty. Two thirty two. Yep. It's a lot of stress on somebody's joints to carry 230. So, yeah, wow. I mean, when he's also he's also played one. Realistically, I think it's one less. Uh, you know, thousand yards. I was year. just looking up comps and size, though. Uh, just why I asked. So Adrian Peterson, six one two seventeen. That's interesting to be that much bigger. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think, you know Scotty probably wants to talk about Harris. There's a guy ETN. named now. No, I mean, like, it, it's Derek it's Henry. Ma- it's mainly what what Craig said. I mean, I back. I had them both very close. The thing with yeah. ETN too which I do love. I mean, I didn't know I have him second, but um, he came into college as a decent to low-end pass catcher. And by the, I mean, since last year, he's becoming one of the best pass catchers in, in college football. So not only did he come in as a, you know, a massive prospect because he's, you know, quick as shit, he can now catch the ball. I mean, 48 receptions last year for 580 yards. He can go to a team right away. I mean, it's, it's going to be, if he's able to actually pass block in an NFL offense, but he can go to a team, become an actual three down back. Um, if like, like you said, it Cardinals team, like the Falcons could take one of these guys. Yeah. And, and both these guys, I think would be your, your, your clear three down back. And, and that's the hardest thing, right? Like whoever takes the first team that takes one of these guys probably is the team that needs the most. and is going to use them the most. And then they both go to the NFL and then we have to compare them. But they're not in the same team. They're not on the same right. situation. There's no way to compare apples to apples. So we'll never, you never get to know who's the best running back because it's the situation matters so much. But um, who freaking knows? I think it's very clear that it's these two guys are the one-two. We're, we're all in accordance with that. Right. At the end yeah. of the day, the two of them are going to be fantasy darlings. Yes. Talents. Yeah. I mean, and we'll have a podcast to talk about, you know, one-on-one. We'll probably do a rookie mock at some point. Um, I I think maybe we should each take one more running back three to five. We just pick one or just say who our three to five is or whatever. Um, so I have Javante Williams, Kenneth Gainwell, and Trevor Sermon, uh, to follow up my top five at running back. Yeah, I've got um, I got Javante Williams as well. I think he's 
not a clear number three, but he's the most likely guy to follow the first two that we talked about. Then I have Michael Carter and Chuba Hubbard. Craig mentioned Chuba Hubbard fell a bit this year because he really did have a bum year. I think people are going to say, yeah, it's COVID. Don't worry about it. And they're going to look at the previous year where he dominated and hope that he gets back to that. And somebody will take a flyer on him like the late third, fourth round. Yeah, I actually want to put him in my top five, but yeah. I kind of just wanted to. I like him. I'll be a little honest. I like him. Speed kills. Dude, he had like 2,000 yards in 2019. Yeah. His 19 like, stats were 23 unreal. touchdowns, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, pretty, pretty, supposed pretty to Supposed pretty. to be in the top three with, with Harrison Etienne. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my three is Javante as well. I think we all have him as three. And then Trey Sermon and then Kenneth Gainwell is my fifth one. Yeah, so I, I'm at uh, the Javante Williams. You know, that's going to be a guy I think everyone, you know, we, we all passed over him, but, you know, just to highlight him for, for a sec, he's he's also, um, you know, he's the easy number three. That's when the rest of it kind of gets murky. Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, all that, all those players. Um, but I have, you know, Trey Sermon, then I have Michael Carter. I'm very in between Gainwell and Carter. I love what Gainwell does. He's so quick. Uh, and then, you know, Carter can kind of almost do everything as well, so. Yeah, and I just wanted to go through that. We'll do the same thing with wide receivers as well. Just so, like, we're hearing all of these names of guys that you should potentially be looking for as a first-round draft pick in your rookie drafts um, because we're going to have the variation between three to five. Uh, our number one consensus, Jamar Chase. I mean, people literally are calling him Michael Thomas 2.0. Jamar Chase easily is the number one uh, wide receiver if he was in the 2020 draft. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'd still take CD. Oh, easily? Him, uh, you guys got that. Judy, uh, Judy CD. Yeah, that's tough. Jamar Chase is fantastic prospect. So, I mean, we won't do that exercise because that's not a realistic world that we live in. But I think everybody has uh, Jamar Chase's number one. I think the only person that doesn't have the number, uh, Devontae Smith as their consensus number two, is Dows. You have Terrace Marshall. Terrace Marshall. He's just a pro size. He's 6'3", 201, comes out of LSU. He He's your best shot at another Justin Jefferson this year, and that's why he's up that high for me. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a good little player. I haven't gotten the chance to look at too much of the film on him. but You should. It's, I know, it's erotic. Make I sure know your door's closed. <laughs> I, know a lot of people, I know a lot of people have said that he's rising. Yeah, I, I know his stock's on the rise. I might have him a little high at two. I wanted to put him... I wanted to put him at two. I just, I did. I, did. I think, and I do think that if I'm you drafted chief of him, hot takes. if you, yeah, exactly. I'm the director of hot takes, <laughs> but like, if you take him as your second receiver off the board, I don't think you're disappointed. No matter where you end up taking him in your draft, I wouldn't take him before the stud running backs. Naturally, like Etienne Harris. If you need a quarterback, you don't want to take Trevor Lawrence. Sure, depending on how your league format's set up, but Jamar Chase is the, the stock number one wide receiver, and then Terrace Marshall, I think, returns you big ROI. Two LSU guys back to back, huh? You know it, but dude. I mean, look at the LSU wide receiver tree. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Pretty. It's, it's, it's OBJ Jarvis good. Landry started that off a long time ago. <laughs> um, I know. I I can just highlight Devonte Smith real quick. I think if there was anybody to push Jamar Chase, he's a big, tall receiver. Uh, he's got some speed to him. I haven't gotten a chance to look at the wide receivers as closely. Um, but I feel good with Devonte Smith. I have not watched any Terrace Marshall. I, I will, I will say that. So, um, maybe we have some reevaluation to do. Um, I will round out my top five, um, Jalen Waddle, Rondell Moore and Bateman. 
Um, I think consensusly everybody has these guys as their top five, just maybe in different orders. Um, for me, I feel very good with Chase and Smith. Uh, Waddle Moore and Bateman, I, I'm not – I mean, that, those guys really honestly are in no particular order. Uh, Rondell Moore, though, ran like a 4-3-6. What the hell was his 40? I, I can't remember it off the top of my head. It was unofficially 4-2-9, but I think at the end of the day they came back and he said is, it was a 4-3-1. So he's, he's – one of the reasons I like him is he has – him, him and, and I know the people are going to hate on Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager's flying down the field. These guys are built like Steve Smith. Yeah. I mean, if you get a Steve Smith out of one of them, I mean, Rondell Moore comes in as an aggressive little speedster. Watch out. Yeah, the emphasis on him is little. He's 5'7". He's oh, he's a, sm- he's a small guy. That's but, but again, little. speed kills in the oh, NFL. 100%. I mean, I'm just, I can't yeah. put him. I don't even have him in my top five because he's not Tyree Kill, and nobody else that size is going to do that much. It, if he was, if he was five ten, I'd probably have him in my top five. Let me let me give you a name, um, just because, and I'll go out of order. But this is the same type and style of receiver, only he's three inches taller, and that's Kadarius Tony. I know, I almost had him in mind. So he's six foot, yeah. one ninety three, yep. not five seven, one eighty one, and that I think is a big big factor. And he ran a four four one, which is also pretty fast. Not obviously a four three one, whatever. R- vertical was a forty one inch. Yeah. Like you're talking about like like Henry Ruggs had one of the highest athletic scores that I've I have had on here, and I, I will be able to get to it. But I think Kadarius Tony with the forty one inch vertical at six foot is going to get there. You talk about DK Metcalf, I think had less than that at six feet with a forty inch vertical. You are grabbing the top of the backboard on a basketball court easily. Yeah, so the the kid that's it, that's impressive. The kid is athletic, and he caught passes from Kyle Trask this year. You know, fourteen yards per reception, ten touchdowns. I mean, that's those are top five numbers, and that's why I have him in my top five. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, there's a reason that they do height and weight measurables at the combine. The teams look at it, and they put they they might put too much stock into it, but they do every year, and that's what worries me about Rondell Moore, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Smith. They're all undersized for the NFL game. I will say this about Devontae Smith. There's going to be an entirely different weight program in the <laughs> NFL. Yeah. And there is no chance that a team draftsman goes, I want you to put on 10 pounds before game one. Marquise Brown. They'll let him play a year undersized. And then he's going to put on 17 pounds the following season of all muscle. That's exactly what he did. Yep. That, and that is Devontae's. Figure out what Hollywood did. Talk to him. Get his program. Because that's what you should be doing if you're Devontae Smith. It was Antonio Brown's program. Well, because he was, his, I think he's his well, nephew. Yeah, I mean, that okay, makes so, sense. So, pro tip: skip the part where you bash your head into the wall and give yourself CTE <laughs> and go off the fucking rails. Um, Scotty, you want to? I think you've got. Oh, uh, I had Tony as well. Tony as, as well. Okay. So I, I don't have too much more to say. Um, but like Devontae Smith and Waddle, two Alabama guys. You might say the same thing as last year. Ruggs goes before Judy. Huge shock. Waddle might go before Devontae Smith. Just, just, I don't know. Just because we aren't aware of it, and it just might the fuck happen. I mean, Raiders take another. Yeah, they take yeah. Waddle. <laughs> they take Waddle. <laughs> Find a way to get into the top five, and then draft Mac Jones. We're just bringing Alabama. <laughs> yep. They have Josh Jacobs was from Alabama too, I think. Unless he was Oklahoma. I can't no, remember. he was he was from Bama. Because yeah. that was uh, that was actually uh, Harris's, Harris's sophomore year. He was behind Jacobs. He couldn't he couldn't shake Jacobs, and also Damian Harris. So there's that. Uh, our our top tight five ends. tight ends. 
Uh, it's Kyle Pitts five times. Yeah. Kyle Pitts, 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 and Pitts. Pat Fryer move. <laughs> so uh, you don't need to know another tight end that. in this draft. If, if um, we, I mean, I, I'm not going to play the game of if he gets drafted as a wide receiver, like where does he fall in the wide receiver ranks? But like, this is a guy that's been talked about as he's coming into the draft as a tight end, but he might be drafted as a wide receiver. So something to kind of keep in mind that you could get that tight end wide receiver the Robert eligibility, eligibility. the raw the he get the tunyon treatment hey uh Des, uh what did uh kyle pitts at uh six foot six 240 pounds run at the 40 they're a four 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 one <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's not is that that's fast? not real that's insane and and just for comparison at six six two forty one derrick henry is six three two thirty eight <laughs> so He's Derrick Henry playing tight end. He, I, I know <laughs> that you say we, we won't play that game right now, and I don't think we should. Um, but we're, but we're gonna. But we're gonna. No, 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 no. Dip my toes. I'm gonna derail it. There could be a time. There could be a time. Kyle Pitts demands to be a wide receiver because there's more money in that in the NFL. The Jimmy Graham. And fantasy football might be having him as a tight end wide receiver. Where yes, it's you know more beneficial for that tight end you know label. But that is going to be something very interesting in the future to look at. Another interesting thing to look at is that this tight end's name is Tommy Tremble, and that's a sweet name, so I might be drafting him <laughs> in, in the later rounds. Yeah. He scored no touchdowns as a tight end. In yes, games. but Craig, this tweet says Tommy Tremble is a vicious run blocker, and I'm about to watch it. And Tommy Tremble. I mean, think about the nicknames. I can. I make my Mixed team names Tremble. Of that. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Tommy's trembling. Will I draft a player just to make a funny team name? Yes. <laughs> pro pro share no way no but the sad thing is he like i talked to dick today dude dude there's some space for him to, i'm like he's like sixth in depth chart and they're going to draft a wide receiver there's some space oh <laughs> uh, yeah no there's what, some, dickie, there's, dickie, there's some space for me to be an nfl wide receiver right now on the ravens but i won't be yeah their practice squad is pretty empty right now <laughs> like they were on their knees trying to sign a receiver this offseason they couldn't get it done well guys hey harbaugh i got week, this week one sammy look at this highlight <laughs> tape oh this, week one sammy i have this highlight tape of this wide receiver for you to look at for your team can he block? <laughs> mostly fun. interested in block. Well, he runs a five two, and uh, he's six five. Can he block? Well, no. He <laughs> runs a five two. I'm sure he's three hundred pounds. <laughs> you know who would be a great fit? Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, your wide receiver. You get another tight end to replace uh, Nick Boyle when he inevitably leaves. Yeah, yeah not or Mark just Andrews. just replace him. Straight oh, you play up. double yeah. tight ends with Mark double, Andrews. Double tight ends with Mark Andrews. Actually. Yeah, that kind of be a cool but they fit. Don't split them all the wide. Ball. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to though. You get double blocking tight ends, and then like, occasionally Pitts leaks out and he's running. Oh, four, it would four. be it would be terrible for fantasy, Horrible but it would fantasy. be a really yeah. cool offensive scheme to watch them motion in and out of uh, running formations and watch Pitts go out wide. It would be, and then watch Lamar Jackson fall on his face. It would be the, throw the, the old school wishbone formation with two tight ends yes, instead of two flexed yes. out receivers. <laughs> they would never oh, get by those guys. <laughs> I'd love that that was what we ran in high school yeah because um, we couldn't throw ball because <laughs> we couldn't do anything <laughs> sounds like the ravens <laughs> uh kind of yeah um okay well that is kind of the the end of what we've got uh top shelf fantasy.com twitter instagram facebook top shelf fntsy uh uh oh why am i blanking on this again same faces new places yep article constantly updated uh team grades constantly updated you're coming and out with an rookies. athletic score. Well, for so the, the rookies. prospect uh, rankings are out there with their stats and getting their pro day numbers, which is awesome because it has been a 
difficult thing to find this year. So I know if you're out there and want to hear it and see it, it has been difficult for you to find. So we will have it, and it'll be free. You don't have to pay for it. I paid for it, but you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you an athletic well, score. No, no, no. You are putting together the athletic score yourself. You're not no, just the athletic ripping it off. Sc- no, no, no. I put together my own athletic score. Finding the pro day numbers is what I'm talking oh, about. Finding gotcha, the gotcha. actual okay. data was the problem yeah, this right. year. With well, I wanted to clear that up because yeah. I don't want anybody to think we're just ripping somebody we're, else. We're so, not stealing so this anything. Is, okay. This is <laughs> this is straight top shelf custom algorithm free um, brain power. Brain power. Brain. Uh, the oh. same brain power that defeated Mel Kiper mm-hmm. and Todd McShane in embarrassing fashion. You bums. And our mock draft will be coming out to do it again. I, ca- so, I cannot. So wait what's for that. our what's our next? Our next podcast is, is probably going to be a mock draft, right? Rookie, rookie mock. Rookie I mock. mean, we can do a rookie mock. We can do a full mock. Um, but that's not a whole pod. No. Um, so we'll we'll think about it. We'll have more more stuff coming yeah. up. But we basically have three current active um, current active articles up on the website, topshelffantasy.com. You can go on there and stay tuned, stay alert, stay what's happening. So if James Conner, Todd Gurley ever signed to a team. Yeah. You'll know where it is, and we'll probably get you some <laughs> looking at Dow's in those dynasty contracts. And we'll, we'll probably get you some preliminary like rookie rankings for running backs, wide receivers, what, how we have them. We can, out. and we can probably do a little bit more in depth stuff yeah. on rookies as well. But oh, don't you worry! Players. I already got myself a uh, nice little page you can find on there that there is a prospect article I will have out before our rookie mark. Beauty. All right. Love, love it. it. You're gonna hold that to you. Love it. I and if get, you subscribe, I've already gotten eight write-ups done. And if you subscribe at topshelffantasy.com and get on our mailing list, you will get that article first a couple days before everybody else. Absolutely. And it has all their numbers and the pro day stats you can't find anywhere. And email addresses. Yeah. And, and personal posts. home phone numbers. <laughs> their Twitters, so you hit them up, harass them. Uh, new merch coming out soon. I don't new know. Two logo. weeks. New logo. So all that stuff's gonna be out. So a lot of stuff coming your way. Uh, 2021 again topshelffantasy.com you can find all this information all the good stuff all the free stuff Uh, still looking for people for our listener league so go ahead tag us on Twitter Instagram Facebook at topshelffntsy we just want to make sure that's worthy you're not worthy yeah number one number one way to get in the listener league is to interact with us on social media nobody cared until we put on the face mask Top Shelf Fantasy stay fluid Stay loose.